On today's show, we're coming off a very hot NFL draft where yours truly went 3-0 and on his backup the bring struck bets for Thursday night's first round. We're not going to talk about Green Bay taking another defensive back instead of an offensive lineman like I wanted, and we're not going to talk about Aaron Rodgers no longer potentially being my quarterback. In fact, we're not talking about the NFL at all today because I don't have the heart for it. Instead, we're talking about the big horse race coming on Saturday. Yeah, that's right, the Kentucky Derby. And for the first time ever, we welcome to the show a man known as Uncle Milty. It's all about the horses, and that's that's coming up next on the only gambling show that makes you money. How do you say that? How do you know that? Five simple words, Mr. Michaels. Back up the brink truck. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stacks in the pocket hole, squad fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. Know we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, welcome to the West Coast Gamblers. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookson, and today is the Kentucky Derby, baby. We have a horse expert coming on to give us all the facts on not only how to bet the horses, but who's going to win the Kentucky Derby, and a little sprinkling on some Kentucky Oaks action as well, so you can get money before the Derby even begins. I can't wait to talk to him. I can't wait to make our listeners money shape for the sharp this is your guy coming in what do you have to say before we meet him this guy is like a kind uh, breaking bad character ex- but except in, in dealing with drugs he deals in horse racing he is an expert he is a wealth of knowledge i cannot wait to have my main man uncle milty on the pod you guys are gonna enjoy it I can't wait either, man. And afterwards, after the Uncle Milty interview, we're going to take that knowledge and we're going to dive right into our backup the Brinks truck bets for the Kentucky Derby. I can't wait for Saturday at Churchill Downs. Let's cut right to the chase. Let's jump into our interview with the one, the only, Uncle Milty coming up next. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network. Ladies and gentlemen, our next guest has been betting on horses for over 35 years, and he's been a fixture at Northville Downs for multiple decades. He has placed bets in person at world-famous tracks such as Saratoga, Keeneland, Gulfstream Park, Santa Anita, and the Golden Gates. Since his birth, he has watched over half a million horse races. That's 500,000 for those of you who stink at math. And Uncle Milty does not stink at math because he went to the University of Alabama. When he's not fishing in Costa Rica, sipping on auto parmas, you'll find this man at the pay window cashing in tickets on the ponies till the cows come home we are proud to have him on making his world podcast debut please welcome the one the only the mysterious the notorious uncle milty welcome to the show sir thank you for having me on i'm ready to go milty man this you are ready to go man and listen me and you we've known each other for a long time would you believe i told these guys i'm not even sure if i've ever actually seen your face maybe one time in a fuzzy fuzzy memory in vegas but it's good to see you thanks for being here dude i'm pumped because it's all about the derby it's the biggest horse race of the year it's the one where everyone comes out of the woodwork to think they're an expert on horses and we actually have an expert to tell us where to put our money because we are the gambling show that makes our listeners money now drew talked about earlier that you have some bets for us for races that are before the derby is that right drew 
That's correct. The Kentucky Oaks is always run Friday before the Derby. It's an all-female uh, race, I believe. That's correct, right, Melty? All females for the correct. Oaks. It's all. It's three. It's they're, they're all three-year-old fillies. And uh, and so we're gonna we're gonna have some action on that. But before we get into that, um, for a guy uh, like a Dangles, maybe, or for most people listening to this podcast, horse racing can be a little intimidating and complex. Here at the West Coast Gamblers, we love to educate our listeners, and typically we do a Schaefer the Sharp Gambling School. I'm gonna kick that over to you today, Milton because I just want you to explain the listener base kind of like a Michael Scott explain to me like I'm six but just the mechanics of horse betting when what's a win place show bet an exact a trifecta you can box them all up can you just give us a quick rundown of actual uh, betting on the ponies yes I can when I first started in, gam- in, in horse racing gambling back in like say 1983 when I got out of college uh, I first started a person told me just to start betting win place and show. And that is the, that is the most simplest or simplex uh, way to bet uh, horses is win place and show. You put your $2 on, let's say the 10 horse. And if he comes in first, second or third, you will cash your money. And it's a, it's an easy way just to watch the races and uh, maybe get an idea of how uh, the odds work and how much money you can make on betting your win place show. Now, if you do okay in that, then you can move your way into uh, exotic bets like exactas, trifectas, or superfectas. And the exactas, now, those are, uh, just for reference, those are you pick two horses, and they have to come in first first and second. But if you box those horses, it doesn't matter if they come in first and second. It's just those two those two horses got to be in pole position, one, two, and you get paid out, correct? Correct. You If you box, like, let's just say you box one, two. If it comes two, one, or one, two, you get paid. Typically, you know, as the year's gone on, I figured I found that a $3 exacta box, most people play $2 exacta boxes, but I play $3 exacta boxes, and you get one and a half times what the $2 price is. And a lot of times, a $3 exacta box will pay more than a $1 trifecta, which would be half of what a $2 trifecta would pay. So, in the long run, I've made a lot more money on three dollars exacta boxes than I would have if I tried to play a trifecta instead. Wow, I love I love that insight. That is some that is some excellent insight. Now, Milty, we're not going to ask you specifically uh, dollar amounts that you may may or may not have won in the past. But I think one amazing thing about horse racing is it is kind of a lottery game. You can bet a small amount of money to win a lot of money. So, for example, can you give us just like insight on maybe placing like an $8 exact a box and you know, one of your horses is 51, 50 to one. And it comes in, how much could you actually potentially see in a payout? Okay. Well, um, I mean, I had a recent, let, let's just say I had a recent exacta at Gulfstream park and I always box the outside two horses. Okay. No matter what the odds are, odds don't scare me. I bet hundred to ones, 99, actually 99 to ones. I played a $3 exacta box on 8-9 at Gulfstream Park about two weeks ago. The 8 was on the lead at 6-1, to one, and it was a short turf race, like five furlongs, and there was a horse coming on the outside, and I couldn't see it because it was in the shadow, and he came up and won at 75-1. to one. Wow. The $2 exacta, 9-8, with a 75-1 to one and a 7-1 to one that came in second paid, uh, $695, Whew. and I got Damn. one and a half times 695 I'll take it for a six dollar bet. Hell yeah, six dollar bet. Now, now that now see 
that's that's an angle that I've always played the outside two horses. I don't ever get scared by odds. I play 99 to ones like they're going out of style. <laughs> it's just the way that I play. I really don't. I really don't care about odds. I just um, I'm more of a numbers player. I hate to admit it. You know, yep. um, I play two, three and four five in every race. I don't care what the odds are. Over 35 years, you can look at these uh, forms until you're blue in the face. And they'll find you the three to fives and the four to fives that are going to be first or second, yeah. but they won't find you that 99 to one because his odds or his last five or six races have not been very good. And that's why his odds are so high. And that, that's not what scares me. So I, when I go up and place a bet, if I'm boxing outside two horses, I really don't care what the odds are. I'm just playing numbers. I feel like I feel like that could be a tough thing for for novice gamblers to kind of get their head around, sort of coming in, being because you're you know you know especially if you're used to betting money lines and spreads and sides and that sort of thing because it's all about the odds in a lot of those cases. But here, you know, it sounds like you know you see the advantage to betting the, the actual numbers instead. You are correct. You are correct. If a person walked in the track like tomorrow or not, well, tomorrow, yes, tomorrow, not not as much <laughs> tomorrow, but Sun or Saturday. They're there with twenty dollars, and they, they they go up and say they see the odds that are really low, and they may want to play a two or three dollar exacta box on the favorite or the second favorite together. Mm-hmm. You know, not they they really don't care. They just want to um, just get some action on the time that they're going to be there. And most yeah. of them, they're not there very long. They, they usually end up only staying to get a couple mint juleps, and then. Then they're on their way. Right. <laughs> Take a couple of pictures in the fancy hats. I do have one question, though, branching off of that story there. For a man who has watched over half a million horse races, we have a segment on this show, a recurring segment with our guest called War Stories, where you might go through maybe a, a close win that just turned into a loss at the very end. Do you in particular have a war story that has stuck with you over your years of horse racing? I have one story. I'll tell you the story. The year that... Monarcos won the Kentucky Derby. He was 35 to one. Uh, Invisible Inc. Todd Fletcher's horse came in second at like 35 to one. I had written down those exact those exact numbers like three or four times on a piece of paper, and I left the piece of paper in my car, and I had it written down for a $10 exacta box. And when the race went off and it finished, my friend Ty Field was screaming on the phone that we have it, we have it, no, we have it. And I'm looking through my tickets and I didn't have it. I didn't, oh, I looked no. and I couldn't find it. I wrote oh. it down and I did not play it. It cost us $12,500. Oh, oh, no. oh, God. Hey, Milty, the, the, the only thing I'll say about that is thank God Ty was your partner in that because me and you both know he's not hurting for cash. But uh, that is a that is a rough. That is a professional journalist. That's a lot of money. Oh. Do you notice? Do you, do you notice how I remember the two names of the horses? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're never gonna. For, you are never gonna forget the names of those horses. I'm sure. You know. You. I would take no. those with me to my grave. They'll be etched in my on my tombstone as 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 yes. what brought me down at the end of the day. <laughs> Tony, one second. I I got to piggyback off that very quickly because I do. I want to say this one thing, Uncle Milty. So, ten years. Sorry, eleven years ago now, 2010 Breeders' Cup. Uh, I'm in Vegas at the Wynn Sportsbook, and let's just say we don't really talk about numbers here in the West Coast Gamblers, but let's just say I had $250 in my pocket, and I looked up and I saw I saw Blame was four to one to dethrone Zenyatta that year, and Zenyatta was obviously just an an insane horse that year, and so I ended up having $250. I put it on four to one. 
a 250 ticket to, to, to win um, 1250. And as you know, that race is just an iconic race. Zenyatta starts in the back as she always did. And she's coming up fast. And I'll never forget the announcer. Zenyatta, 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 blame. And blame ended up winning. And blame ended up winning by a nose. And I won $1,000. And let me tell you, the people at the sports book thought I probably won a billion dollars by my reaction. One guy actually was like, did you hit the Superfecta? Did you hit it? I'm like, I should have four to one for 250. And he's like, oh, you're a loser, man. And, and, and since then, Milty, I, I, I can say, because um, I haven't you know, listened to your picks in some time, I don't think I've cashed a horse racing bet in 10 years. So let's change that this year. Let's go, Tony. Lead us in. Well, I wanted to start with those Kentucky Oaks races that you have for the Phillies, Drew. I know you have some of Milty's picks for the Kentucky's Oaks races. Try to make some money before the Derby even happens. Yeah, Milty, why don't you just run through the Oaks very quickly and just tell us uh, tell us your quick handicap of the four okay. horses you can think can oh, do damage. Okay. Now, usually the Kentucky Oaks is a race that um, there, there are usually one or two or three horses that are the Phillies that are the three-year-old Phillies that are pretty much equal in the race, and in this race, it, it is that way. The three horses that I like a lot are the six travel column, the 10 horse um, Malathot, who's going to be the favorite. Now that is the Shadwell Farms horse. Um, and he is the, uh, he just died. The owner of that Shadwell Farms, he's Sheikh Hamdan bin Rashid Al Maktoum, one of the ruling leaders of uh, Dubai. He died three weeks ago and his brother actually has the favorite in the Derby. So it's an unusual situation where okay. Two brothers could win the Oaks and the Derby in the same year. Now, the other horses, search results is the 12 horse. So 6, 10, and 12 are the horses that basically should be vying for first place. And the two long shots I like are the four, which I already mentioned, Crazy Beautiful. And the one that I spotted later today when I was looking at the track was numbered the outside horse, Millafield with Joel Rosario, 20 to 1 morning line. Bill Mott's horse, bred by Curlin. Curlin handles the dirt, the turf. It doesn't really matter. And uh, I like that 14 really as a good long shot to come in with the 6, 10, and 12. So, Milty, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run down these picks as you, you have emailed me them. And I just want to tell our listeners, when you're betting horse, you're just betting numbers, correct? And that's just based on correct. The, 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 the pole position. So if I say correct. four, a 4-5, four, that's actually uh, – so, for example, four is crazy beautiful in the Kentucky Oaks. Correct. Four. Yes. Okay. So, so for Milty's picks, uh, in the Oaks for, to win, he likes the number four crazy beautiful. He likes the number five past the champagne to place, which remember folks, that's a second or first place bet. You win your money and to show third place or better, the number 12 search results. I'll run through these exactas very quickly. And Milty, just to clarify, these are these are straight exactas, right? Now, now I wrote down my exactas, yes. And you and and the, and the normal better probably would play it for two dollars if you want up to three or whatever value you want to run it for. But yeah, those are exacta boxes. So I wrote down one, two. That's a you can play that for two at the four dollars and four, five, three, six, six, eight, and ten, eleven. And that's just going off of your, your your middle posting theory. I like that a lot. And then finally, yeah. I, the I one play numbers. Perfecta. Truthfully, over 30 years, I've realized that numbers come in next to each other. So I've all I always play numbers that are next to each other. Like if the favorite's the 12, I always play them with the 11 and the 10, or the 12. Excuse me, if the 12 is the favorite, I play them with the 11 and 13. You know, and I like playing numbers next to each other because. 
for some reason, they always seem to run next to each other. I love that. And then finally, for the Superfect in the Kentucky Oaks, the long shot. You're going to buy a lottery ticket Friday. You might as well lay a Superfecta with Milty. You like the 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, just to keep going in that right next to each other. And that is your Superfecta bet. Now, that's that's a – so you could bet basically – uh, what would that be like? Fifty cents? It's, 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 cost... it's a it's a ten cent. It's it's called a ten cent superfecta box, and you just go up to the window or tell the teller tell them you want a ten cent superfecta box. Ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. It's a twelve dollar punch. Now, perfect. If 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 it comes fourteen, thirteen to start with, it's twenty to one over fifty to one. It doesn't really matter if you get the if you get the other two. It's going to pay probably. $3,000 for a dime, probably. $0.10 cents to turn into three grand is a good profit margin. Wouldn't well, you say, Daniel? You can handle that. Cent, it's a $0.10 cent increment. You're boxing it. The, the actual cost is $12. $12. Right, I, right, I, right. I understand. I understand. Yeah. Let's just back up here. I want to say one thing. If if the casual better wants a place, they have a daily double bet, the Oaks and the Derby, and a lot of people play like to play Ooh, yeah. that, where you play the, the winner of the Oaks and the winner of the Derby, okay? If it was me, yep. I would play a two dollar, two dollar uh, uh, daily double, four, six, ten, twelve, fourteen, with the one horse, which is I read Ortiz on known agenda. Who yep. I like to win the Derby, the one horse. Okay. So that's okay. a that's a ten dollar that's a ten dollar ticket for two dollars, and you have four, six, ten, twelve, fourteen. They have to win the first leg, and then yep. and Irad Ortiz on known agenda has to win the last the, the, the derby. And that's the one on the derby. The one, yeah, the one. The, perfect. Okay, very good. I'm definitely going to be placing that. That is good stuff, my man. Well, let's move on now to the big race. The reason why we're doing this podcast, it is the Kentucky Derby Day. Everyone's dressed, as we were talking before, they're drinking those mint juleps. I'm going to run through the field right now. They're positioned, the horse, and the odds that I found online for this. And then, Milty, you can give us your picks, your leans, anything you want to take, maybe some information on the horses and how you think this will play out depending on the style of the race. So we have, in the one spot, as we said before, known agenda right now, 6-1 to one odds. The next four horses are 50-1 to one long shots. Two, like the king. Three, Brooklyn. Brooklyn Strong, four, keep me in mind, five, Sainthood, six, Obesos is 20 to one, probably my favorite name in the field, seven, Mandaloon is 15 to one, 15 to one is also the eight, Medina Spirit, the Bob Baffert horse. Number nine is Hot Rod Charlie, an eight to one horse. Number 10, Midnight Bourbon, Dangles likes that one at 20 to one. 20 to one is also 11, Dynamic one. 12 and 13 are both 50 to one long shots, Helium and Hidden Stash. 14 is the favorite, a two to one favorite, essential quality. 15 is Michael Jackson's song, Rock Your World at 5 to 1. Uh, 16 is King Fury at 20 to 1. 17, highly motivated at 10 to 1. The last three horses are all 30 to 1. 18, Superstock. 19, Soup and Sandwich. 20, Borbonic. Now, Uncle Milty, we were talking earlier in our little pre-interview, you were talking about the style of this race and how it will determine what happens at the end. Do you want to go into that a little bit? Yes, there's uh, probably... uh... Uh, probably three or four speed, three, I would say three speed horse, actual speed horses in this race. I can tell you that Hot Rod Charlie will be close to the lead starting, uh, leaving the gate. Um, Super Stock is going to be close to the lead and Soup and Sandwich, the horse that ran a huge race in the, in the uh, uh, Florida Derby. He just got nipped right at the wire by um, a known agenda at the wire with Irad Ortiz. 
those three horses are probably going to be on the lead. And the middle runners, are actually the horses that are going to be in the middle, are the two favorites, basically. I read Ortiz on the one horse and number 14, Essential Quality, the uh, Sheikh Mohammed Godolphin homebred uh, with Luis Saez. Now, I have to explain something to you, uh, to the betters outside that would not know all this stuff that the one horse has not won the Derby since 1986 when yep. um, Ferdinand with um, Willie Shoemaker up was the last winner. Now, five years ago, the one horse looking at Lucky was the, the only horse in the last 20 or 30 years that even hit the bore in second. And he was like 25 to one. Now, they have a new gate. They have a new gate at Churchill Downs. They used to have a gap between the 14 and 15. A post now it's they they bought a, a new gate in from France and it's a full 20 horses across so there's no gap between the 14 and 15 and when they okay. did that they moved the one the one post about fifth maybe 10 feet over they've run three races at the meet at a mile and a quarter out of the three races two of the winners have been from the one post at a mile okay and a wow the same distance that is going to be run on Saturday. Now that is that is a good reason because you know why? I read Ortiz, the second best jockey I think in the world behind Luis Saez on the favorite. The two, three, four, five, and six are not going to be anywhere around at the start of the race. If it was before and he had to move his way around the rail, he would not be able to get in a position. But now since the the, the starting gate has been moved over ten or fifteen feet. He has that ability to get up the rail and get a good position into the first corner. He'll probably be, I'm going to guess, fifth or sixth going into the first corner with all the speed horses in front of him. And Luis Saez on the 14 is going to probably be right behind him, tracking him all the way around with the speed horses going to the, maybe to the half mile and 48. If they go 48 to the half mile, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a boat race to the finish between the 14 and the one. That's all I see. Okay. I like knowing that logic that, that helps me make some picks in the future. Dangles, you got any questions for uncle Milty on the Derby? All right. So, so for a novice better like me then who maybe hasn't bet the ponies many times and, and maybe just kind of wants to get started, like you said, you know, with a win place show, it's, it's obviously, it's easy to look at the odds and go, okay, two to one, that's, you know, plus 200. That's not too bad. Like I'm going to double my money, but you really want to, I feel like you, we talked about this being a lottery game and, and it's more fun to play some bets on longer shots and try to make a little bit more scratch. So, you know, if, if you're just kind of trying to get started and maybe just want to mess around with some win place show bets, where are you looking here? Uh, just, just to, to get started, who are your favorites? Matt, I'll give you two horses that I really like that are going to be off the charts long, 17 and 18. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why if you want to know. The 18 horse is super stock. The horse won the Arkansas Derby. He was on the pinned on the inside. He was behind three other horses. He didn't get out till like maybe an eighth of a mile to go. Had a lot of dirt thrown in his face, and he went by those horses like they were standing but still in the last – 16th of a mile. Now, horses don't like getting dirt thrown in their face. A lot of good horses get straight to the lead and they never get that dirt thrown in their face. When you get dirt thrown in your face, first, first of all, it gets in your eyes, it gets up your nose. They have a hard time breathing. And this horse went by that horse, like I said, like he was tied to the post. His morning line right now is 30 to one. He should not be more than 10 to one. 
is 17 horse, highly motivated. This horse ran a bang up race in the bluegrass stakes. He was on the lead four to one, and he led every step of the way until the favorite, who was Louis Sias's horse and the favorite, the Derby, essential quality, got him on the last jump. Now, Todd Pletcher's been known. Todd Pletcher has been known to. He's a big run name in, in the Derby, isn't he? As, as I read. Pardon me? He's a big name in the Derby, as I read, Todd Pletcher. Now, Todd Pletcher has four horse. He has four horses in this race. Four horses in this race. Now, his, yeah. I mean, his best horse, the horse I really like, known agenda. I mean, but he's, he, when he brings four horses yep. to the, to a lot of these big races over the last 30 years, a lot of times it's not his horse that's the favorite. It's just like Bob Baffert. When he brings three horses, it's not his big favorite that wins the race. He had Indian Charlie. Then Indian Charlie went off at two to one, but real quiet won at 13 to one or 12 to one or something like that. It's always the second string horses that these big trainers bring to these tracks, especially in the big races that they run really, really well. Okay. But the two, the two, if you wanted, if you were to walk up and not know anything about horse racing, I wrote down, I know one of my boxes. Hold on. I thought I had, uh, did I write down? Uh, I didn't write down. I didn't have enough room, but I was going to, I was going to write down 17, 18. I'm going to box 17, 18 what? tomorrow. It's 10 to one and 30 to one. If that comes in, you're going to get a thousand dollars. Just, just don't $2. write it down and leave it in your car. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was going to yeah. say, we know what happens when you, <laughs> so I do want to ask real quick before you get to it, Drew, I do want to ask you talking about, uh, the 17 highly motivated, but also the, uh, the 14 essential quality. Do you ever pay attention to the history of those pole positions and where they do in the Derby? I know the 17 spot has never won the Kentucky Derby. The 14 spot hasn't won since 1961. Does that affect you at all? Or do you say F history? Let's put it this way. I know the history. I know the history. I know um, that there are certain post positions that uh, don't do very well. Like I told you before the one hole, yep. because you know, no one wants to get the one hole, but that was before they have the new gate. Right. Okay. So I can eliminate the one position and say, you know, that, that, you know, it wasn't a, a very good uh, position. Now I will say at the early times of the Derby, there was a limited field and the inside horses dominated. So the, the statistics that you look at, if you go back and look at the statistics, sure, the inside horses dominated. But if you look at the statistics for the last, like say 15 years, the middle to the out has dominated. No one had ever won from the 20 hole until Big Brown won. Yep. In fact, he no one had ever won from the outside post in the Florida Derbies since they reconfigured the track to a mile and an eighth from the outside post, and he won by 10 lengths. Yep. Okay. So you can't say that, well, just because a horse has this one post position, it's not going to win. But there are certain post positions that that you're right, that that aren't very good. They haven't won very much. Now, this 15, the 15 is one, according to my notes, uh, six of the, uh, I think six of the last 10, including last year's authentic was the 15. So Rock Your World is a horse with Joel Rosario, John Sadler. He won the Santa Anita Derby off the pace, basically close to the pace. He's lifetime. He's three for three and he's made 546,000 and his morning line is five to one. Yep. Now he'll probably move up from there. especially if, if Sheikh Mohammed's horse, the 14 takes a ton of money because I just heard mattress Matt or mattress 
Um, Matt is or the guy from uh, Mac is going to bet four million dollars on this horse tomorrow. Whoa. On what so horse? On which one? I, the the fourteen horse, the guy that owns yeah, uh, not just yeah, the guy yeah, that the uh, guy. owned the guy that owned uh, Run Happy yep. and the undefeated sprinter. He uh, he owns that. Uh, he has a mattress uh, factory down in Houston, and he's putting he's walking to the track tomorrow, and he's going to be bet between uh, three or four million on essential quality. And he's going to bet it at the track at at Churchill Downs because he wants to make sure that the Kentucky horsemen get their money. If he bets online, they don't get exactly as much money as he did if they would he would be there. So yeah, I Okey mean, dokey. That's uh, that's very generous of the man, and uh, also um, very uh, uh, very ballsy. But I guess if you're a billionaire, what can you do? Um, right. Milty, uh, you emailed me your picks, so this is the time of the show. We're gonna tell our listeners get their pens and paper out. We're gonna go through them here quickly. You gave us some long shots. I love uh, going off of your win bet here that you emailed me this morning. You have the number eleven to win that is midnight bourbon uh or, i'm sorry that's dynamic 11. one yep, yep dynamic one yeah. jose ortiz yep yep so we, we, actually, that's actually 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 those win place and show numbers that i gave you i i would play all of those numbers win Perfect. place and show not it's not just the 11 and first the 15 and second the 18 bet all those numbers as your win place and show Perfect. Thank you for clarifying. That's great. So we have the 11th. We have the 11 at dynamic one. We have the 15 horse rock your world. And we have the 18 super stock. And that is one that you already talked about the a long right. shot at 30 to one. Here's some exactas. And, and, and I love this Milty because going on your theory of putting horses that start together and finish together, I see it here and I love the strategy and I'm going to be placing all these bets. I'm very excited. We have a five six exacta. We have a one eighteen in your theory of the ends coming together at the end. I love that. We have an eight nine. We have a thirteen fourteen, and finally we have a fourteen fifteen. Milty, I'm going to ask real quickly. These are obviously exactas, so they have to come in in that exact order. What is the what is the downplay here of boxing those? Obviously, you get decreasing odds, but what's the downplay of boxing those so they can finish in either order and you still cash your ticket? Do you have a preference, or you just prefer to to to, to get the higher payout to finish exactly the order? Okay, okay. Here's here here's the way I I I figured this out a long time ago. I mean, it's just the way that I play. If you like a horse in the race, and I like essential quality, which is Sheikh Mohammed's horse, I always play, and you'll see my trifecta, I play 14 with all in second, and the, the horses that are inside of him and outside of him in third place. So 14 with all with 13-15. Now, you have to box 13-14 and 14-15 just in case essential quality wins and the 13 gets second or the 15 gets second. Yep. Then you've got the exacta. You know, um, and you could win the try also if it comes 14, 15, 13 or 14, 13, 15. But I've always done that no matter what, how many numbers there are in the race. If I like the four horse in the race, I always play four with all with three, five and I box three, four and four, five. That's perfect. And finally, the Superfecta in the Derby. This is the big one that you could be uh, coming home, uh, get, getting Teslas and jet skis if this thing hits, boys and girls. We have the 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20 in the Superfecta. That's that dime for 12 bucks. that's going to pay out lots of money. That is Uncle Milty's Superfecta bet. 
Um, Milty, man, I know you've got a lot of uh, you've got a lot of fellow uh, horse betters that are going to become fans of West Coast Gamblers because of your appearance on this podcast. We know you're going to spread the love. So, is there anyone that might be listening to this that you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, I'd like to give a shout out. To, you know, uh, you've heard of uh, Murders or Murders Row with uh, with uh, Babe Ruth and uh, Lou Gehrig in the 1927 oh, yeah. Yankee team. We have our own Murders Row at Norco Downs, and it's uh, I'll just list the people that are in the Murders Row. It's Shane, Tom the Dog. We got two Jims. We got two Grumpy Jerrys. We got Frank. We got Gordon. We got APND Mike. He loves, he bets every horse that's sired by APND. His girlfriend, Sarah. We got Brian from Canada. And I'd like to send a special shout out to Frances. Um, she's a probably the nicest. Uh, paramutual um teller i've ever met in my life and i've seen a lot of them so uh keep the good work up francis and keep giving me some winners that was a fantastic sounding cast of characters right there (laughs) i just i they they sound like great people just from just from the names you listed off i i i I, I love it i couldn't tell if they were wise guys or horse batters maybe both but (laughs) awesome well i want to thank you for giving us your wealth of knowledge coming on the west coast gamblers uh uncle milty it was a pleasure having you we're smarter people because of what you've just said and i can't wait to talk to you in the future about the preakness the belmont and other horse races down the line and if you're listening to the show after this we the three hosts here will be taking the knowledge that we just got and giving our picks for the Kentucky Derby and that's coming up right after the break but first thank you again Uncle Milty for coming on. I appreciate it and hopefully we can get some winners and I'll see you guys in two weeks for the Preakness. Can't Uncle wait. Milty you're the resident horse expert for the West Coast Gamblers congrats you just got promoted. <laughs> Dub C to the G West Coast Gamblers. Hey there my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1 a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts. And we are back, and what an interview that was. That man is a wealth of knowledge. There's so much more that he had to say that uh, I can't wait to listen to more. I mean, I, I feel like I became smarter after listening to that conversation. I think I know what I'm doing now when it comes to the Kentucky Derby. And Dangles, I know you took some of his knowledge very well. You got a couple of bets for us for the Kentucky Derby. So let's make our listeners some money, Dangles. What do you have? Okay, well, I mean, I did a little research beforehand, and I kind of, and then I kind of applied some of what Uncle Milty talked about. So, um, you know, a, a couple of things. So, highly motivated, I understand, is is the popular value pick for this. I believe at ten to one odds. Uh, I'm also I'm learning that speed and stamina are very important. The latter more important on the dirt for this one and a quarter miles at Churchill Downs. Uh, Milty mentioned our speed horses: Hot Rod Charlie, Superstock, Soup and Sandwich, and the Middle Runners Known Agenda and Essential Quality. 
I'm going to uh, make, let's start off with my super long shot here and we'll, we'll move, work our way up to a brick struck bet. My super long shot is hidden stash at 50 to one odd. And here's why. Here's why. Because it is co-owned by none other than Syracuse University head basketball coach, James Bayheim, who told The Athletic, and I quote, I own two hairs on the tail of the slowest horse in the Derby. This would be like the 68th team in the field winning the national championship. So Hidden Stash comes from what I understand is an impeccable pedigree. He's got a few wins leading up to the Derby, but I read that his speed figures in those races were below average for what you'd want for the Kentucky Derby. However, the fact that Jim Bayheim co-owns him is enough to make him my long shot. So my long shot pick, if I'm going to pick a winner, Hidden Stash, 50 to 1. Uh, I wanted I, I, I wanted to throw in an exact box just because I like I like what Uncle Milty was talking about with Rock Your World and Known Agenda. Yeah. He seemed very confident about the two of them. So I'm going to have an exact box with Rock Your World and Known Agenda. And I'm going to make my Brinks truck bet the win place show. My winner, Hot Rod Charlie, eight to one. He's a fast horse. He was one of the speed horses that uh, that Uncle Milty mentioned. Uh, there are a lot of people who I was reading who like him as the winner. I'm going to go with him as the winner. My place is highly motivated. The uh, the the popular value pick here at ten to one odds. Um, uh, I just I like the bet, and uh, and again, it was another one that came up with Uncle Milty. And then my show bet is going to be. Super stock, the number eighteen horse at thirty to one, another favorite of uh, of Uncle Milty's. So my and my so my Brinks truck bet is a win place show for Hot Rod Charlie, highly motivated and super stock. Thank you, Dangles, for that. I like what you're going with here, and uh, I'm going to go next. We'll save Shea for the sharp for last because he seems to have uh, ten notebooks surrounding him and a pencil in his mouth. He's going a little crazy, so we need some time to figure it all out. But based on what Uncle Milty said, I, I I've changed my bet already. I was ready to pick a winner and to kind of go with a long shot, kind of go with your favorite name, do the novice thing. But after what he said about moving the gates 10 feet to the right and that one seed not having to deal with the turn right away and having the open lane and also being next to four 50-to-1 horses that he gets to sort of have clear ground right from the start of this thing. I'm going with known agenda to win. I really like what Uncle Milty said. I like that he also enjoys the horse. Number one known agenda is my pick to win. I'm also going to throw a little money down on an exacta box. I, I, I'm i still a little confused on the exacta versus the exacta box, but if I understand correctly, the 14-15 exacta box means I can get those to finish in any order, one to two. That's and I correct. love Rock Your World. That's correct. I love Rock Your World. I love that Michael Jackson song. I'm going to go with it 15-14. And Essential Quality with the story about the two brothers, one in the Kentucky Oaks and one in the Kentucky Derby. I like that too. So known agenda to win and a little exact to box with 14-15. Those are my two bets. Shay for the Sharp, what do you got? Guys, Milty, uh, Uncle Milty was awesome. He shot out his uh, murderer's row in, in, in Northfield Downs. That was that was super cool. I want to shout out uh, the guy that connected us uh, about 11 years ago, Mr. Ty Field. He booked Milty. He's kind of a talent booker for the West Coast Gamblers, fan of the show. Thank you, Ty Field. Anyway, let's get going to some bets, shall we? Uh, I am going to, uh, in, in, in the gambling world, this is called tailing, boys and girls. When you tail someone, it means you're literally just copying and pasting someone's pick and you're riding with them. I love, I love Uncle Milty's daily double of picking the Oaks winner with the Derby winner. I love yeah. it. So I'm going to just tail that. And just, j- just for review, the Oaks is he has a 4, 6, 10, 12, 14. So he has any of those five horses to win. And then I'm going to pair that with not only Milty's favorite, but Tony Square's favorite, the number one on the Derby, Known Agenda. I love Let's that go. daily. 
I love that daily double. We're going to be on the one. And how, how guys, how like mind blowing was that gate? Like, that's amazing. That is, some that's amazing great, information. That is some great, what a great piece of info, right? Yeah, like that's I love only, that. you're, you're only going to get that here on the West coast gamblers from someone who's bet more than half a million horse races in his life. Absolutely. So I'm going to stay with the Oaks for a, a, a quick second. I also like, uh, so, so we, we have the, we have the daily double. I'm going to sprinkle something on the number, uh, 10, uh, Malfat. Now he's five to two, but from what I've been gathering, he is the premier horse in this race. So again, not the shortest, uh, or not the longest of odds, but I'm going to bet him straight to win the number 10 horse at five to two. And finally for the Oaks, I'm gonna do a little trifecta box. I'm going to box four, five, and 12. That's crazy. Beautiful. Pass the champagne and search results. All Milty's preferred horses. I'm going to put that in a trifecta box, meaning four, five, and 12. They, they, they finish one through three in any order. I'm backing up the Brinks truck. That's my Oaks pick. For the Derby, I'm going to keep it simple. I love win, place, or show. I'm going to go, I'm again, I'm going to tail Milty straight up. I'm going to go with the 11. Um, Dynamic one at 20 to one. I'm going to go with the 15 rock your world at five to one. And finally on 18 super stock. Uh, I love that. I love that name. I love his odds 30 to one. And my favorite and my two favorite exacta boxes, um, the 118. I'm going to exacta box those. They can finish in any order. And I do like 13, 14 exacta box and 14, 15 exacta box. That's three exacta boxes. Three straight winners. We are ready to bet the ponies, boys. I am jacked up. A little bit. We're a little excited. I'm pumped for it. And those Kentucky Oaks names, Drew, that you mentioned in your little three for there, they kind of go together in a sentence. Like, would you pass the champagne and I can search results for crazy beautiful, if you know what I'm saying. But that's it. I love it. (laughs) But that's it for the Kentucky Derby Show. (laughs) Thank you, Uncle Milty, for coming on. For Tony Cavallo, for Matthew Tangles, Daniel Antonio, Shaver the Sharp, Drew Shaver Crooks, and it's all about the ponies today. We're going to be winning some money on Saturday. We are the only gambling show that makes you money. We are the West Coast Gamblers. And as always, we got a big show coming next week, potentially. Cross your fingers for us, folks. I'm excited what the future brings. Again, we are a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And as always, thank you for listening. On black, fast stats in the pocket, whole squad, fast tag. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Girl, see to the G, West Coast gang. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stats in the pocket, whole squad, fast tag. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Oh, he caught it. Smith. Touchdown, 85 yards. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.